From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Getting that every single time I forget to turn it back on. I had the mics off, so uh, anyway, turn it back on. Remember, if there's a mic in front of you, you assume it's hot, so I'm not making any mistakes there. Welcome to this uh, Tuesday. Really didn't even say anything offensive. I don't know. I just it's force of habit. Anyway, you didn't. You expressed a, a very mild political yeah. belief. That's all it was. So not, anyway, we're not allowed to do that. If you do that, you're Clay Travis, yeah. who's making. What, let's see what Clay made a hundred million dollars on the sale. Did he? Yeah, you're Clay Travis. What an insult. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Happy Fat Tuesday to any of you degenerates that are taking part in that today. We'll uh, hit a number of topics, a couple different sports in action around Ole Miss today. You got baseball against ULM tonight, 6.30 for that one, first night game of the season. And then um, basketball, 6 o'clock in Rupp Arena tonight, the uh, the Wildcats and the Rebels in that one. And then an assortment of kind of other topics going on around the sports world today here with you this uh this morning show so senior night at rup yeah i guess so i actually attended a senior night at rup back a long time ago when they actually had seniors it was really cool they it was it was literally it was really cool. i remember really i remember being glad that i went to see it it was cool it's not every scene like a lot of times senior nights okay and, uh, yeah whatever no that was it was a big deal yeah you, you you can gauge a lot of the appreciation for the players depending on who kind of shows up and what a senior night feels and looks like sure. good or bad, and sure. what those tenures have uh, have seemed like. It, it's one of the baseball things that I hate is that when you know a kid's going to go in the draft, go ahead and let him have a day, and they don't do that. Like they 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 never do that. But like Why? like Jacob Gonzalez next year, like he's clearly going pro. He's not so going to be get, a senior. Let, give him the jersey and let him yeah, do the thing, and they they, they don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's just dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. There's, there's that. But so. Common sense is – It varies a little bit. It varies. Bit, yeah, yeah, not, everybody, not everybody's willing to buy into common sense at, the, the, at, at all times. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, podcast brought to you today by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. If you uh, don't want to do any of the uh, the Mardi Gras stuff today, maybe you want to check out the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. Let them handle your barbecue, chicken, ribs, a bunch of different stuff available for uh, for that. They also have lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks. You know, we're still trying to give you ten bucks. You can do that pretty simply by taking a picture of the QR code, open up the Exxon Mobile app, and you get a thousand points. Thousand points equals ten dollars there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundreds. The number. Call it. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. Uh, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or uh, you can do what I've done. And that's um, hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Corey takes great care of you. He'll take, uh, he wants to take care of you as well. 662 a uh, guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to go grab a burger or a po' boy, an appetizer, a beer. Full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. Somebody said uh, they have two seniors at Rub tonight. 
Oh, okay. So it will be a uh, we'll, we'll be a uh, a senior night at Rupp Arena for uh, for that one. It'll be full. Sure, last home game of the year. They fill yeah. it up every night. It'll yeah, be what it is. No, I, I mean I'm no 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 sarcasm here. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kentucky basketball. What they do, it's really cool. From the environment standpoint, all of it, just the whole deal. It's uh, I think it's kind of cool. They love it. They do do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do. They genuinely love it. It's like year round. It's it's kind of I, 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 like I said. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, so a couple of things again. Remember, uh, as I said in the opening, baseball six thirty, basketball six today. Uh, Ole Miss flipped around their starters. They're throwing Hunter Elliott, the freshman from Tupelo, tonight against the Warhawks, and then they're throwing Jack Washburn at least scheduled tomorrow. Um, I have no idea what the reason for that was. Somebody on our message board said that uh, they heard that Washburn has a really bad toe blister. I will take their word for it. That could very easily be true and would make sense why you would bump him a day, give him another day to potentially heal. So I'm not reporting that, but that was on the message board, which makes it sort of my content, and we'll take it and give it to you here. So I don't know. I'll check on that. But nonetheless, Elliot tonight, Washburn tomorrow for the Rebels. And then if you're trying to follow the multiple games, and I know especially baseball early in the year that you do do some radio stuff, It'll only be local radio for baseball because of the basketball getting the full network. So basketball will be full network tonight. Baseball only on, I guess, I guess 105.5 or whatever that local station is from that standpoint here uh, here in Oxford. So, But it'll be streaming on. And it will be streaming on ESPN Plus as all home games and conference games are streaming on So ESPN this one will Plus. stream? Yeah. It will. Right. This, one, this will one will stream. Now this weekend will not stream. But today will. Today will. But Tomorrow will. So this weekend – it will be up to is whatever there, provider. Is there a way you, to find the game? Is there a way? I'm assuming UCF has a streaming service. I am okay. assuming that it is subscription, and I'm assuming you will have to pay like 12 bucks for the weekend or something and then hope to God it doesn't crash because most of the time there are issues because their bandwidth and load is not prepared for an SEC team playing at their park and taking up their streaming service. Um Tulane did a really good job. A couple of them have done a really good job. Most of the time, it is an abject nightmare um, from from a a workload standpoint for those servers. Um, Long Beach did a good job back in the day. People were really impressed. They had that, that one-man radio guy everybody was always raving about over the course of those three days. He he did a lot of prep work for, uh, for Ole Miss coming to Blair Field back in, I guess, 2017, something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, basketball, full network, baseball and that baseball will stream basketball is on. I had it up a second ago. It is on ESPN, the, the regular, the original. Oh, so big audience tonight for the rebels and wildcats. A pet. (laughs) What? Nothing. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to go through that a little bit. Ole Miss, Kentucky, um, again, Kentucky coming off that loss to Arkansas in Fayetteville on uh, on Saturday. Big line here. Wildcats by seventeen is the uh, is the line on uh, on tonight. My early bet would be to Ole Miss cover seventeen because that's a really big line. They've been covering but, a lot of lines. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I mean, you're you're a little bit of a degenerate if you bet on this game. Well, tonight. I mean, listen, I've had people, you know. A lot of people don't like when writers do this. There are no storylines anymore. There's, there's nothing. Like, what do you? Like, if you had to do the thing where you said what to watch for, nothing, nothing. There's nothing to watch for. That's a meaningless game. I mean, there's nothing to watch for. 
Kentucky doesn't want to lose. That would be bad for them because sure. it would not, it would hurt their seeding. Ole Miss is Ole Miss isn't playing a meaningful game until next Wednesday, and it's only meaningful if you believe that they can win five in a row in five days. And if you believe that, no joke, I'd like to spend some time with you because I need to learn how to be more positive, how to be just more hopeful as a human being, how to have just more unfounded optimism. Waking up with a zeal for Just for waking ahead. up going, you know, today's going to be a great day. Even if there's no evidence to support that today's going to be a fantastic day, just to wake up with that mentality, it would be – would be kind of fun. And if you think that Ole Miss is going to win five games in a row next week in five days in Tampa against this SEC, I'd love to spend some time with you and see how you get to that place or what it, what, what chemicals you're taking. So there's nothing to, there's nothing to talk about with it. I mean, that sucks for what we do, but there's nothing, the, 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 the there's Ole Miss nothing. basketball storyline is transfer portal and coaching. Yeah. Those are the two lines. And not in that sports. order because right. you got to get one first. You know, I mean, there's – I do think that has to be addressed fairly soon. Because, look, if 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 you are – if Kermit Davis is not going to be the coach at Ole Miss, the sooner that you get that announced, the sooner you can go conduct a search and you need to move quickly because there's going to be competition in your league. And if Kermit Davis is going to be the coach at Ole Miss next season, you've got to get into the portal – actively now now as well as potentially recruiting your own players yeah well yeah it's a good point you yeah. got to make sure that matthew morell's there aren't that many guys that are in there that would be attractive other 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 places in the portal frankly but you want to make sure that matthew morell's happy and Deshaun ruffin's happy and um and Deshaun is politic for kermit this season he has he has given every indication that he is very pro Kerman in, in broadcast, frankly, post game stuff that he was not even really asked a question and kind of went there on his own, yeah, multiple times yeah. over the course of the of the of the season. So you got to you got to address those those two things. But other than that, there's not really a storyline. You know, there's no, there's nothing you're watching for tonight. You're not watching for different, unless he plays some of the kids. And I think we've seen that they're all projects at this point. I mean, you know, I anticipate roster turnover at the end of the season one way or the other. I don't see how you could look at what you have and think, yeah, this works. Let's go. Let's let's run it back. Because the one thing that people do, and they did it on the broadcast just the other day, they talk about how this team would be so much different if they could play Morrell and Deshaun and um, Jarkel Joyner at the same time. And I always disagree with that. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've never brought this up to Kermit or anybody. I guess I, I should. If if you could play those guys together, that's two really small guards together on the floor at the same time. And, yeah, they would be more dynamic offensively, but they would be really small. And defensively, they would have a hard time against teams that have big guards. And in this league, that's part of the deal. In this league, there are a lot of big guards. There's a lot of 6'5 guards. Mm-hmm. Guys who are physical, guys who can post you up, guys who can get you into pick and roll. And I just don't know that that you would be able to play Deshaun Ruffin and Jarkel Joyner at the same time all that frequently. I think you could do it 
on occasion just to kind of microwave your offense. But I, I think you'd have to be really careful about how often you did that because of what it exposed defensively. And that almost forces Morrell to play the three. And Matt's a much better defender as a two than he is a three because he starts giving up size against threes. If there is not a head coach change, do you anticipate assistant changes? Is it at that point of a program at this point? See, I think he's past that. That's kind of where my head went. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if he were going to do that last year last year or the year before was the time to do it. You know, it's funny. You go back and you look at, at Davis's time. Obviously, he, he went to the tournament in the first year. And then that second year was bad. Last year wasn't bad. There's something disingenuous that bothers me when you and, – and I, I realize it's just spin. It's media relations spin. What are we talking about? They talk about that 2019-2020 season where Ole Miss went 6-12 and in the league and lost to Georgia on the first round of the NCAA tournament. They, they take advantage of the little asterisk that everybody uses about, hey, the NCAA tournament was canceled. Yeah, but you actually finished your season. The, the pandemic did not affect – Oh, okay. Yeah, I got Ole you. Miss okay, at okay. all. Gotcha. And Ole Miss kind of likes to dismiss that. Like, well, you know, the tournament. No, you played in the tournament. You lost. On that Wednesday night on the tournament, it was a, a night that was – Your point is it's one tournament in four seasons. Yes. Okay. It is one. And there's a tendency for people to go, well, but, you know, in 2020 the season got stopped. Yeah, but yours didn't. You were one of two teams that reached its logical conclusion – it was Ole Miss losing to Georgia and Arkansas beat Vanderbilt. That sounds right. So those two teams reached their logical conclusion that night. They weren't going to the tournament. And then last season, they got close. They were fine last season. Yeah. Had and a good league season, didn't do a very good job in non-con. Went 10-8 and eight in the league. had some, 16 and 12 overall. Had some bad non-con losses and then beat South Carolina on – the Thursday night and needed to beat LSU on the Friday night. And had they, they probably would have gotten into the tournament, but they didn't. And then this year they turn around and they're headed towards either four and 14 or five and 13, depending on what happens on Saturday. And, and they're going to play on the first night of the SEC tournament, which for those four teams that play on the Wednesday night of the SEC tournament, let's be real. It re represents failure. If you tell a coach before the season you're playing on Wednesday night at the tournament, it's like, God oh, damn it. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. If you start on Friday, you had a hell of a season. You start yeah. on Thursday, yeah. kind of in the middle. Yeah, and if then, you yeah, tell yeah, a coach, yeah, yeah. hey, you're not going to play your first game in the SEC tournament until Friday. Oh, they're cooking. Like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the dance. Yeah. Hey, you're playing on Wednesday night, son of a bitch. Yeah. This did not go well. Yeah, and, and so it's there's no way to look at this and go, oh, this was a successful campaign. And so you, you, you have to move – forward one way or the other and i i do think they've got to talk about what's happened but to your point i don't know that at this point so let's say you get rid of assistant coaches who's coming in i mean are you, you're not going and getting established assistant coaches who are great recruiters to come when they're coming in knowing that there's some hey it's one you know, or else. unrest this, here this is a make or break season and i do think next season would be of course a, a make or break season if if sure. if they run it back yeah, from a conference ranking standpoint, I mean, they finished sixth in 2019 in that first year where they made the tournament as an eight seed, 10 and eight in the league, 12th the next year, sixth the next year again, NIT first round. They're losing to La Tech. Is that right? Was that a La Tech loss? 
Am I am I wrong? Yeah, about they that? lost to okay. Louisiana Tech by nine in the first. And round then I the think they team. are thirteenth in the league right now. Twelfth or thirteenth? They're thir- They would be the thirteenth seed. Okay. Yeah. So they would, if the season ended now, they would play Missouri on Wednesday night as the quote visiting team in Tampa. Everybody makes the tournament in in basketball. The, those first four just have to play to get into the next day. Yeah. I guess technically you always play to get into the next day, but nonetheless, yeah. Uh, baseball basically lets everybody else in other than two now. They've changed that over the years for multiple reasons. Uh, just quickly kind of finishing the segment or elsewhere around the league tonight. Tennessee is at Georgia. The, uh, the Bulldogs definitely finishing last in the SEC. They are 1-15 in the league. Yes, they have clinched last place. Oh, good. See, there's a way to look at that. We could, that's, that's how a media relations person would do it. The Bulldogs have clinched, clinched 14th. They have. They've clinched it. They cannot fall to the Bulldogs have top 15 finish in SEC. Bulldogs have top 14 finish. They do. Bulldogs advance to SEC tournament. See? I think I mentioned this in the show. It reminds me of back in the day. I mean, and seriously, like credit for all the spin and all the media relating. It was, I think it was Daniel Stode, former whatever. He would do softball, and they were awful at the time. But they had Lauren Grill, who was an All-American. And it would be like, Lauren Grill went three for four with two doubles, but it wasn't enough as Alabama knocked off Ole Miss 12-1 to one on Saturday at, at, at the Ole Miss softball stadium. And it was, I cackled every game. Because it was always, Lauren Grill did something, and then they got hammered There was that. one, one time, it was comeback falls short. It was like 9-2. to two. They scored two in the seventh. <laughs> comeback falls short. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, 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 technically hey. true. Yeah, they were... Yeah, yeah. They, they were they were cutting into the lead, and they just ran out of time. They did. Uh, Missouri at South Carolina in a pretty meaningless game tonight. I'm Ooh. assuming Conzo is out. Uh, so That is the strength out, too? Or has he saved this thing? Conzo's uh, done. Frank's that deal where I think, I think he's probably gone because I think they're tired of it. Okay. But, yeah, he's positioned himself in a way where – it's not a no-brainer. They're they're eight and eight and seventeen and eleven. Yeah, I mean they're fine actually, sort of, kind of, kinda. Their net's ninety-one as of Sunday. Not ideal. I don't know what it is today. It's just yeah. Missouri four and twelve in the league, battling Ole Miss for that thirteenth, twelfth spot, whatever. The question South Carolina has is: if you fire Frank Martin, can you do better? Can you get a better coach than Frank Martin? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I don't know. And it would even it, you're probably not getting a better on court coach. The question is: Is there something that has changed where it's no longer a fit that makes it work? Yeah, and I don't know what their attendance has been. All that stuff. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether the fans are bought in. That's a that's a deeper question that I have. And that's a place that likes basketball. I mean, they 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 support it. And you've got a women's team that's dominating. It's probably the sure. favorite to win the national title. And yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very transcendent coach over there with Don Staley. It's, it's there in, in Columbia. So you got a lot of people and you want people to go to games. They play downtown. They play downtown. Yeah, that nice right. arena and you want to fill it up. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, if you fire Frank Martin, yeah, it's iffy. Yeah. I, I, I could see an argument either way. And then uh, potentially an opportunity and a very scary game for the Florida Gators tonight. 730 SEC Network. They're at Memorial Coliseum playing Vanderbilt tonight, and it has the potential to be a net quad one game at the end of the season. But 
Mike just has to win. It feels like a game he just has to win because while if you lose it, it doesn't necessarily hurt you. You need the help. They're only 8-8 eight eight in the league, and I feel like you have to have a winning record or at least close to it. And then, two, if you're an NCAA tournament team, it's just a game you win. Yes. Well, you could, look, they could make an argument. Let's say they, they beat Vandy and, and, and lost to Kentucky Saturday. Going eight and ten in this league, nineteen and twelve, nine and nine. You could at least, oh go, yeah, I, I'll, you could I'll at least you. go to Tampa with, hey, let's win one here, let's win, let's win on Thursday and win on Friday, and we're in. And you probably would be, but man, you're eight and ten. I think you got to go get to Sunday, and getting to Sunday is going to be difficult this year when you play on Thursday, because those four teams that have the buys to Friday are legitimately good teams. There's no. There's no weakness in those four teams. No, 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 no. I mean, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee are legitimate teams. When they're rested and you just played the night before, you're going to have your hands full. So being a team that plays on Thursday, getting to Saturday is going to be difficult. So if, if I'm – yeah, if I'm the Gators, I'm winning the night. Somehow, some way, I don't worry about Vanderbilt's net ranking. I just get a win. And then – let it all hang out Saturday against Kentucky. Where you can definitely get your damn way in. Well, and then and you're then, in. You'd punch your ticket. Yeah. I mean, if Florida, but even with a loss, it's not killing you. No, but if Florida won, won twice this week, oh, wait, so we're not they're in. This they, they don't even have to worry about Tampa anymore. Yeah, of course. So, podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 Two three four two seven zero four or J L O W E at community mtg.com. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's Grenada Nissan USA.com. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. Really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. So over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can start a new bet. Uh, take the other side of an existing bet and more at brothrow.com. Uh, deadsoxy.com is the place to go for the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. The no-shows as the weather starts to warm up are great. Game changer if you're like me and you don't like going sockless. It's a total game changer. Deadsoxy.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off. Game changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patches used before while you drink. The overtime patches used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com and uh, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Automation Control Systems, LLC, is based in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013, and it's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS uh, has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D and many other manufacturers. Go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for about 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com. 
or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast also brought to you by, sorry, Johnston Hill Creamery. You can find them on Instagram at Johnston Hill Creamery. Just search there, 662-419-9201. They have all their uh, cheeses homemade, artisanal cheese shop here in Oxford. You can get plenty of charcuterie trays grazing pl- plates as well as plenty of add-on items that are awesome as well so stop in right there on white oak lane off molly bar and oxford or uh, give them a call you can also email them at cheese at johnson hill creamery.com we got more cheese classes coming up in the future so a lot of different options there for uh different uh <clears throat> culinary needs you have as far as uh, as far as those things so again johnson hill creamery.com or definitely go to their instagram page a lot of updates there as uh every day goes uh goes on what yeah, i i I can't. I, if I did it, people would get mad. I'll tell you what you and I were talking about later. It's not till tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow is the yeah. line of demarcation for yes. safety. Yes, correct. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. What do we have? Kind of off. Uh, Keith Carter extended yesterday. Not really a shock. I'm missing a press release out about it. Extended back out to four years, which is the uh, the government mandate uh, maximum. Something that actually the the schools are a little more okay with than I kind of thought they were. There, for I, I had the long thought that it was a hindrance, and I think in some ways it is, but in some ways it sort of protects from these crazy buyouts and contracts over time that a lot of states have doled out. It's kind of both. Ways. It can be both. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can manage it manage it in effective ways because Ole Miss can essentially put a bunch of automatic rollovers into the foundation that creates a longer contract without having to necessarily get around this government thing. But that's more of a coach thing than an AD thing. Um, bumped up to $1.1 million, million annually. So um, I have no idea what he's making before this, to be honest. I don't know what level of raise that is for Keith. You know, to this point, Q rating incredibly high. Uh, almost, for any athletic director, Two things that will dictate that, unless maybe you're Kentucky or a football coach and football success and fundraising, Ole Miss kicking off their capital campaign that's somewhat complicated because of NIL going up against it right now. Obviously, with Lane Kiffin, they have uh, generated a ton of interest. They have won football games. And, you know, it was, we've talked about this a ton back when Lane was hired. It was such a no brainer from Keith from the standpoint of, he almost got to have a free one, and if it worked, he gets all the credit for it. And the fan base wanting it to the extent they did, if it doesn't work, he still did what the fan base wanted, and you wouldn't catch all the flack and all the negativity to that that you would with just going out and hiring your own guy. I mean, you know, had you had you hired Billy Napier or Eli Drinkwitz or something along those lines, or even Mike Norvell, frankly, at the time, and it uh, and it did not pan out to that extent. But you know, he's gonna he's gonna earn his money. Uh, it's a it's a complicated it is a very critical time not just in Ole Miss but in college athletics in general right now you look at it he's got whatever's going on with Kermit Davis here over the next few weeks obviously some people feel very strongly on all sides of the Mike Bianco debate after what happened back last summer the press releases that both uh, both them put out with the statements and the whole new heights thing and all that over the course of the, the summer as well in late June prior to Mike announcing he was returning and then just the overall nature of college athletics right now again I mean Battling a capital campaign against NIL where boosters go, hey, where do we send money? What should we do? How do we go about this? And figuring out how to navigate that. Figuring out how to support NIL directives that are doing it properly and are not going to get you in trouble versus not supporting ones that are not. Figuring out where those lines of demarcation are. I mean, there there is a lot going on right now. And frankly, I know, I know Ole Miss people kind of get annoyed by this sometimes. 
but working with Mississippi State because you've got to get the legislature to do state law supersedes NCAA policy. So it is incredibly critical right now for Ole Miss and Mississippi State to fight and get things in Jackson done that benefit them the most from an NIL, from a different NCAA marker that's allowed to be legal here. Because if you can set state law in a good place, you have a ton more flexibility to do things. You know, I, I know Ole Miss and State want more ability as schools to kind of have a say in, in, in what happens from an NIL standpoint, kind of have some ability and some direction to not just go, hey – we're not involved whatsoever because we can't be. So I, I know they want to get some things changed there. It's there are some the, the next twelve months feel pretty critical from a from a tenure just on Ole Miss establishing sort of their place in this college athletics landscape. When you talk about baseball, basketball, football, NIL, everything going on. I mean, it's you know, there's been doesn't necessarily been a honeymoon period. I don't think that's fair, but we I feel like we're actually getting to a point now where okay, these the, these next few steps are going to dictate, you know, the next three, five, ten years of of what's going on in all these different levels. And, and there's and there's some opportunity here, but um, there's a lot of different plates in the air that that, that he's going to have a lot of decisions to make and a lot of politicking, a lot of things that are necessary over the uh, the next twelve to eighteen months for sure. Yeah, Scott. We talked about the basketball thing that's got to be addressed, and I have a feeling the baseball thing's going to take care of itself. But if it doesn't, he's got to address that. And then the NIL thing's big. I mean, we're probably not going to talk about it here. I don't really know why we don't, but we won't. But the NIL things, there was stuff that happened just yesterday that, frankly, is problematic that he's got to deal with. They have to figure out – they've got to figure out how to – and I think this is what I'm talking about. I, I think they're, you know, they're, they're talking about maybe some certification systems for places to almost direct people to do certain things and whatnot. But it's more on the other side. It's, it's, they have to be very careful to find ways to show a lack of cooperation with anything that could get them in trouble. Because the NCAA, like you said, is going to hit somebody. I don't know who the hell it is. I mean, whether it's be Kentucky. We always make fun of Kentucky. But in general, whomever it is, just some safeguards in place to go, hey, look, I can't control everybody in the world right here, but I'm telling you here's where I'm pushing things, and we trust these these avenues. Well, as yeah, they, but as when something's go. public, you, you are suddenly forced to move it to the front of your of your plate, right? You can't turn around and go, well, we didn't, we weren't aware of that. Well, it's, it's everywhere. But I guess my point is with the legislation as it currently is, you literally can't discuss it. You cannot mention it. You're not allowed to dictate in any capacity. They can't mention any, any, anything by name. So it's a weird public spot for them at this moment. They can't mention specific NIL That is the way I am. That is my interpretation as, as I'm aware of it. Okay. I could be wrong, but I, I believe that to be the way that the way it is currently stated. Okay. Yeah. Are coaching staffs allowed to direct NIL operations? Uh, in no way at any point. <clears throat> Interesting. That is correct. Before or after student athletes. So that would enrolled. be that would be a that would be a violation it would yes okay yes that is very true so if you have schools can do nothing to help broker deals so if you say you have the blessing of the coaching staff that becomes problematic if that could be proven accurate that would be problematic yes got it yes 
coaching staffs cannot. There is so if you're the AD and you see that being said somewhere, you've you've got to you got to go handle that, right? Yeah, because that's about that's what I'm saying. Like when I, when I talk about more ability to be public, I'm talking about. I don't even know if supporting is the right word, but directing to certain entities, not brokering deals. The university is never going to be in a place or be allowed right. to help broker deals between student athletes and any company or any any capacity beyond that. That is right. not ever going to be what I'm talking about. I'm simply saying it would be it would allow the university at Ole Miss or Texas A and M or well, I guess pretty much Mississippi, so Ole Miss State, Southern Miss, to go. Hey, no, we trust these guys and these guys and these guys. These are the people that we go, hey, yes, do this. And anybody else, I'm not necessarily saying you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying that we're not going to involve ourselves with that. That would be how they would like to. Certain ones would be certified. And if you're not certified, then you're not certified. Correct, yes. Yeah. And maybe certified is not the right word, but the overall connotation of what it is I'm trying to. The stamp of approval. Yeah. You put the on those. and it's Like a stamp of trustworthiness. That is uh, that is correct. So, uh, let's see. Um, that's all that. But yeah, one point one four years for uh for Keith at this uh at this point. Mel Kiper has uh probably been one of the ones most down on Matt Corral throughout the process. And I and, and as I go here for this for a second, it's not even really about where he is in, in the in the draft or in this mock draft, it's about how important his pro day is, as we talked about yesterday, yeah. that he's he's going to create all momentum in one direction or the other with this pro day coming up on March 23rd. I assume there'll be a well, – it's the same day as other guys, but a very large crowd for that, that, that pro day on that day. And obviously there's video and all that kind of I stuff. I guess it depends on – Times and – Well, it also depends on who throws at the combine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether Willis is throwing at the combine, whether Pickett's throwing at the combine – um, who's the? It's not really Desmond Ritter. He's not really in this conversation. It's if there's a fringy guy, it's Sam Howell. But I yeah. don't even necessarily think that for the most part. But Kuiper doesn't have a single quarterback in like his top twenty of just overall players. I mean, he gets that the draft dictates differently. Yeah, his highest ranked quarterback is like Malik Willis at, at twenty overall. Is that okay. right? Something or nineteen? Like something yeah. like that. He's got Corral as the twenty seventh best player in the draft. So my point being here, this would be a worst case scenario for Mike Corral. Um, as I as I as I line this up, is he has Pickett going still to the Commanders, which has been a pretty common thing over the course of time. Yeah, but he has Corral falling to the last pick of the first round, which would be the. Uh, Detroit Lions with the Rams pick at 32. That would be a worst-case scenario for Matt Corral in this uh, in this draft. Yeah, that would not be good. You don't want to go to Detroit. I don't – typically quarterbacks don't fall like that because there's such a run on quarterbacks. But there is a growing – listen, this isn't me saying this, but I've listened to a little bit. I was actually taking Carson to um, school this morning, and on the way back I was listening to ESPN Radio, and it was – ironically, it was Kuyper talking to Mike Greenberg on a show that I'd never listened to. I didn't even realize it was a show anymore. For some reason, my car was on ESPN radio. Um, Kuyper's not high on any of these quarterbacks. He doesn't think any of these quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, to – 
to think that he's not connected in NFL circles at this point is silly. He, of course he is. Now, is anybody telling him their draft board? Probably not. Certainly not at this point. But to your point, Matt obviously has questions he's got to answer at his pro day. The the injury in New Orleans has, I don't even know that it's raised doubts. It hasn't raised doubts, but it's it's kind of left an incomplete on his grade. And so he's got to... He's got to show everybody that he's healthy in three weeks. Uh, Kuyper's paragraph on Corral, the one that necessarily matters, says he's not convinced Jared Goff is Detroit's long-term signal caller. Corral could be, although in this scenario he could get time to learn behind Goff in 22 when the Lions almost certainly won't be contending in the NFC North. They have several needs, but if they can get a quarterback with a fifth-year option, they can continue the positive momentum of their rebuild. Crowd took a step forward in 2021, throwing 20 touchdown passes and just five picks. Dual threat quarterback who beat teams with his legs, but he ran an RPO-centric offense at Ole Miss. He's going to need to learn how to adapt in the NFL. He can spin the football, though. Corral won't work out for NFL teams at the Combine, which means all eyes will be on his pro day in late March. So nothing really new there. But The RPO thing is starting to get some... It's so, becoming buzzy. This is what the NFL does. We talked about this. The NFL season ends in January for almost everyone. And they have this long window of evaluation and things take on a life of their own. It's not to say that it's accurate or that it's not accurate or whatever. But the whole, you know, he's never run an offense where he has to read. He has to go through progressions. That's become this knock on him. And it seems like it's gaining traction with NFL people as they get to this phase of, because we're still in the tear you down phase of the draft. The build you up stage happens after the pro days. They're right now. They're looking for flaws. They're finding them. They're talking about them. Like, oh my god, oh that that is a blemish. Do you see that mole? That mole's really big. I've never noticed that mole before. And all of a sudden, it's just this stuff. And then after they start to go, okay, we saw him. Okay, you know what? That mole's not a big deal. Well, and some of that is because you're going to take one of these dudes and you want to, you start, hey, no. You start it, I, talking yourself guy's into good. them. Don't worry yeah. about it. We're all good. There's a certain PR element to that where, yeah, you get all the bad stuff out of the way early and then you start to mind, oh, he's an incredible guy. Yeah. but yeah, they're in the, the hell out of it. They're in the tear you down phase right now. And those are the, you know, he's got two flaws, right? One is that he got hurt in in New Orleans and, and he's not going to throw at the pro day. Uh, not at the pro day, but the combine, which people go, oh, God. So is it is something wrong? And then they start picking him apart. Like, what is it that we don't like about him? Well, you know, he's immature. Remember the fight? And I know, but that's six what, years ago. Six years ago, whatever it was. But, but well, the fight at the Egg Bowl. Oh, you know, he, he started a fight at, at the Egg Bowl. His that first game that he really saw significant time. Yeah. And then they're like, twenty eighteen. Okay, is he is he is he grown up? And they're like, okay, he did grow up. Okay, well, what else is there? Well, you know, that Kiffin offense is is. RPO, you one read, next read, go. And the NFL's not that way. It's progressions. And he does run a lot. We don't want him running a lot. You got to, so can he, if you take his legs away from him, can he read defenses and go through progressions? And so they're picking that apart now. So I would guess that at their pro day, if we get to see it, I would guess that we would see some deals where they want to see his footwork go through read one, read two, read three, check down to read four, or make the read four throw. Yeah, look, look, They're going to tell him, hey, here's what we want you to do. They're going to run some different things. You'll see some of that so they can get that on film and look at his feet and 
They're gonna then they're gonna get him in front of a board. They're gonna get him in their own workouts in their place, and they're gonna get him in front of a board, and they're gonna see if he can read defenses. And my guess is that Matt can. And he'll start to answer these questions with affirmative answers. And I think you're going to see him. And he's move, definitely working on it every day, right? Move back up the board a little. But that's what's happening right now. And frankly, it's just this is what the NFL does. It's coverage and it's content. Well, I told Carson this morning. We were we were driving to take him to school and that was on and they were talking about Kyler Murray. And I'm like, it's March the first. This is where the NFL's king. It's March the first. Major League Baseball's literally in a deadline negotiation today, 5, 5 p.m. today, or else games get canceled. The NBA is uh, – John Morant had 52 points last night. And one of the top ten inbound plays of all time. Yeah. You've got college basketball heading into tournament season. You've got all these things. And what's the story? What's the talking point? It's the NFL. Kyler Murray and his Instagram and what's going to happen with him and then the draft. and Russell Wilson not having Seahawks stuff on his. It's the – it's the king. Yeah. So, you know, they, they do need things to talk about. But this is the NFL cycle. It's what they do with the draft. They've always done it. And, and frankly, it's kind of fun. It's interesting. You, it's a machine. It is. But this is the real part where they're in these rooms and they don't have anything else to do. And if you're in the market for a quarterback, you've got these five dudes on the board and you pick them apart. And then you start to build up one of them in your mind. And you don't want to build them up publicly. You would like them all to get torn. If you're the, a, a team... Let's say you're Pittsburgh. Let's say you have your sights set on Willis or Corral or whoever. You want other teams to pick them apart. You want them to All fall the to you. Stuff out there. You don't yeah. want to have to trade up on draft day. And you'll see that happen. Someone's going to panic and trade up to 16 or something to take a guy that they're afraid won't be there at 21 or 22 or whatnot. It happens all the time. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and more. Call the office for details. Again, that is nespark, 662-238-3159. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area, one in Flowood, one in Ridgeland. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi, and we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle uh, is home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. John Edwards and I are taping a uh, travel podcast later today. We'll make that available to you uh, later this week. It's brought to you by Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, if you're thinking about uh, taking a trip, you want to make sure that you uh, know all the latest and protocols and regulations and rules, and you also want to make sure it's a trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. John can help you with that. Just get in touch with him, give him some parameters and a budget, and uh, know this. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. 
We're also brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and so much more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcast brought to you by G&M Pharmacy on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. Also with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They offer MedSync to be prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip at the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with G&M. Also, they deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they have right-way meds, so they'll individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So, again, take care of your pharmacy needs with G&M. That's 662-236-2222. Um... So we really talked. I mean, we talked about the baseball thing a little bit. Something that they have a couple different sticking points. They have guarantees from a from a money standpoint through the playoff system. They have number of playoff teams. They've got overall. I mean, they're they're, just, they're not overly close. They're closer than they were, but they have sticking points on multiple things. And I'm kind of curious. You and I have not discussed this. I know we always talk about, hey, brackets and playoffs and teams and different things, and, hey, we, we love it when it gets here. And the baseball playoffs are, because of the intensity of it, are very good. Yeah. It's a mistake to expand to this level. To this, 14. Even to 12. The season is so long yeah, that it has a bit of a – it's a really weird reference, but like a basketball feel, that movie, where – you play a thousand games to then just eliminate like four teams. Like when you play 162 games and then you let 14 teams, essentially half the damn league into the playoffs, yeah. you're, you're missing the point. I mean, if you're doing that, shorten the damn season. Like I, I feel like, you know, with football, it's one game a week. And when you have one game a week and it's a little different, mm-hmm. even basketball to an extent, even though I don't really like the whole play-in thing, it kind of bothers me. Yeah, I don't like to play in there. Yeah, but overall, baseball, when you do this and you play 162 in spring training and this, what we know is a marathon of a deal, to then, I mean, you're rewarding teams, but you're letting so many damn teams in. This 10 thing works okay. It was 10 last year. I, I don't so, mind that, but the 12 and the 14 is weird to me. So basketball, the NBA, so much of the se- the play-in thing involving 7 through 10 is to eliminate the number of teams who tank. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. With baseball, this is money. They want more money, which is fine. I get it. The owners want more money, and so the fourteen, the fourteen team playoff becomes one of the few bargain. The players don't have many bargaining chips. Everybody does this deal about the owners and the players, and the players don't bring a lot to the table in terms of leverage. No, and so this is one of the. Their few- only leverage is we won't play. This is one of the few things they have. And then the owners go, okay, then we won't pay you. And there's, it only takes eight owners to hold this thing up, the way it works. And there, there's rumors in baseball that there's eight, nine, ten teams that are like, we really would like to shorten the season. We don't make any money in April. We'd rather not play in April. So there's two gimmicky things going around for things they can do if they expand the playoffs because brackets are weird and even numbers of teams and things. One of these gimmicks I hate. 
Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. The one that I actually find a lot of intrigue to in a weird I'm okay with is letting you pick your opponent. I hate that. See, I actually kind of like that. Despise it. That one I actually don't hate. I, I think there's a little bit of a wrestling thing that I sort of don't hate there. I think that's what I hate about it. It's like, okay, so. No, see, I love that one compared to this dumb thing, which is under the proposal. I'm reading here from the score, but they're, it's right, whatever. It's right. coming from Ken Rosenthal, the athletic. Sure. Under the proposal, the best overall team in each league would get a bye to the next round. That's fine. The other two division winners would be awarded a, quote, ghost win in a best-of-five series to be played entirely at home, according to Rosenthal. So you start off up one. This means the top-seeded team would get every game at home and only need two wins to advance, while the lower-seeded club would need three wins. See, I hate that even more. I don't more. like that either. That's even dumber. Because in baseball, winning something 3 ones hard. Yeah. And all on the road. I mean, that just... Again, you're doing this simply to put the teams in, knowing that hardly ever are they going to win the damn thing. I mean, it, it's it's like in football going, hey, yeah, you got to play with him, and hey, they're going to be up 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Now play. I just don't like gimmicks. It just... Like, I don't like the one-game wild card. Hate it. Hate it. That's not the way baseball is. Baseball's not a one-game sport. And now the NBA, the MLBPA, the players, they have, um, they've offered some of this stuff as like whatever, but it's not been overly receptive, overly receptive as far as the gimmicks, and it's just kind of been whatever. Yeah, they just want more. They want more guaranteed teams and more guaranteed money. That is essentially what's. Well, they want the players want there to be some anti-tanking devices put in, like they want a lottery. Where teams are less incentivized to just lose because that's the end of a lot of veterans' jobs. If you're a team that's tanking, you, you don't spend money on vets. Mm-hmm. You just lose. Um, I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen. They apparently had progress last night towards a deal. They extended the deadline from midnight last night to five this afternoon. They've got meetings scheduled again today. They do this debate, and I've watched this kind of develop on social media, and it's both sides are right. Like, what happens to the sport if you have a lockout, if you don't play? And the truth is, guys like me who grew up big baseball fans, major league baseball fans, cheering for one team to the point that I really don't have the emotional capacity for anything else, I'll they'll suck me back in because I'll watch. Cubs will play the Brewers and – It'll be a Thursday night, and I'll turn it on, and next thing you know, I'm into the game. But younger people who have options, I'm I'm not so sure. I'm not sure you hang on to those kind of people. I'm not sure they. I'm not sure you get them back. They have other things. I'll tell you this though. I mean, if there's like no baseball in April and May to kind of get me into a season, the odds of me getting in my car and driving to go to a major league park are slim. Spending money to go to a major league game when you you didn't. There was a column written yesterday. May have been Rosenthal, but I can't remember who it was. One of the big national people. I saw this. That was if you don't care enough to have it in April, why should the fans care enough to have it in May? It's a fair point. I saw a comparison yesterday, and I actually thought it was out. Look, is baseball becoming more niche? Sure. But it's not It's not hockey niche. 
Hockey survived a lockout because the people who love hockey had no alternative, and they, by God, loved hockey. Yeah. And that's such a smaller segment than in, in the United States, or at least then. I mean, I know it's grown. Look at Nashville and places. But um, baseball's not at that point. It's not marketed the same way. It's not set up in the same way. It's, I mean, all jokes aside, it's it's 94 on steroids if, if you did it today. I think so, too. It, it, it's it's cataclysmic because of as niche as interests are anyway today. We we fine-tune our interests today down to you're not just living on the TV and watching whatever's on. I mean, right. you're you're not just watching the NBA or football. You're watching your team. I mean, you're watching intricacies to a level that is that has never been done before in, in – in, in media sports consumption. And baseball, even on a regional level, which is actually, like I said, it's the, in a lot of ways, baseball is at the point where being national is not even the point anymore for me. It's being as relevant as possible in your region, I yeah. think, is the future of baseball and what they should just support and adopt. It just is what it is. If you get national following, great. But the health or the lack of health for the sport has to do with regional markets, from TV dollars to everything doing local. And that's where local people, you you tell people in April and May that we're not going to start the season, and you say, hey, we're going to start in June, we'll just assume you'll show up. It's a risky assumption. Especially as you have an older fan base, go to a Major League Baseball game. Look around at the the audience. Go to a go to an NFL game, go to an NBA game, and compare. There's a difference. Oh, there's a difference. I just think in this era, if you're not doing things to attract young people to your sport, that's really risky. Because again, I mean, they can watch other stuff. In 1994, I mean, I'm being obvious here. There was no internet. Not really. It was just getting started. But people yeah, weren't sure. streaming Netflix or Hulu or YouTube or whatever in 1994. You couldn't, you couldn't watch Chelsea play Liverpool live on your phone in 1994. Well, and baseball's still antiquated with their rights thing. They fight everybody on posting their stuff. They, they yeah. Well, the blackout the stuff, rules. I mean, I knew. The blackout rules are stupid. Look, I don't care about the NBA even in one percentage of a whatever. I do not care. However, I came across the John Moran highlight last night on Twitter. While the game was going on. And then went over here and looked up four or five different things about the Grizzlies simply because I ran across the highlight yeah. on Twitter. Sure. That was it. Sure. And made a comment to somebody, hey, that looks kind of fun. I hadn't been to a Grizzlies game in a couple of years. I ought to go. Okay. But, I mean, right there. I mean, and but, I don't care. No, but that's the point. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. The the sport markets itself much better. You do Ja Morant, who's the point guard in Memphis, Tennessee, is a yeah. household name. Yeah. He is. Ja Morant has a much bigger name than Mike Trout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. I think so. Has an arguable reason to be maybe the best player of all time. Yeah. Ja Morant's awfully good, but nobody today would go Ja Morant's the best player in basketball. Yeah, sure. I mean he's heading into that conversation, but yeah. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo plays in Milwaukee. And he's a superstar. He's a global superstar because of the way the sport markets itself to young people. I mean, if you're not marketing to young people, you're making a mistake. And if you're not going to start your season on time, 
part of the problem in baseball is you have a lot of owners who don't really care anything about baseball. They don't. That's not why they're they're, they're in it. And I'm not, it's not a criticism that they're in it to make money, and the two sides are so far apart. And some of these negotiations could have started in November. They waited until the last minute to negotiate, which was a power play by the owners. And I think they thought that the players' union would buckle, and it does not appear that the players' union is going to buckle. So I don't know whether it gets done today or not. If it doesn't get done today and they push away from the table for a week or two, well, now you're the owners. You're like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it. That's the risk. And it only takes eight. It takes eight owners to go, you know what, we really don't give a shit if we have a season or not. You always talk about the calendar, and everybody knows, hey, the NFL gets to set everybody, and then everybody kind of comes off that and gets their time. That's also what's hurt baseball is they don't have a time. Because in November and October, you're still watching football. Of course. They don't have a time. They never have that time where they go, hey, for these two weeks, we're yours. Yeah, all you've got really is June and July, and you've got to be rolling already. You can't start your season on July the on, on June the 10th and yeah. expect people to go, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, on June 14th, when they get over their hangovers and they're ready for a little more sports and baseball's there, you can't go, hey, the four and two Red Sox and the mm-hmm. two and three Orioles today from Camden Yards. No, I mean, you've no, you no, got to no, have no. some stuff going on, and you've got trade deadline and all star game and all that stuff, and otherwise you you don't you don't get it. And I mean, the NBA has the playoffs in May. I mean, we've talked about this with the NFL. The NFL has this build up right now to the draft, and then you have the draft, and then. They'll kind of take an exhale for a couple months and go, okay, well, here's your calendar. Make the most of it because we're coming back in late July with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Little uh, gamesmanship here we talked about last week. The Conference USA was said they were using every uh, legal avenue available to stop the teams from going to the Sun Belt for the 2022 season. Today, the uh, Sun Belt football or the Sun Belt Conference released their 22 football schedule, which had full schedules for those new members um, in them. So. Yeah, there's like restraining orders and stuff. Has been yeah that that we're getting a good Sun Belt Conference USA fight here. It's and the Sun Belt has like sneaky decent money. Like they're by far a bigger yeah. conference than Conference USA from a TV deal standpoint. But like some of these schedules, this is for this year. Yes, no, they're fighting over right now. Yeah, like they're saying, no, Old Dominion, you're playing in this game, and they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> that feels significant. <laughs> I mean, it's you know when you go to when you when you go to the Ole Miss Tennessee game in Knoxville, <laughs> there's an assumption that hey, Ole Miss will be there. Yeah, they're going to come. I don't know how many you know. When hey, you're yeah, you're selling season tickets. You're going. I don't know. We don't really know whether they're coming or not. <laughs> they say they're not. Yeah, yeah. Your new Sun Belt for anyone who gives two dams uh, in the East: App State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, James Madison, the Dukes, Marshall, Old Dominion. And then in the West, Arkansas State, Louisiana Lafayette, ULM, South Alabama, Southern Miss, Texas State, Troy. It's a really good side. The West actually. is not bad. That's a yeah. Put me in the East. I'm, I, I want to go over there. I'll, I'll, let me play Old Dominion and James Madison. Let's do that 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 side of this thing. So yeah, just just interesting. I don't I don't know. Baseball ending in August makes sense from a calendar standpoint, but that that is too large of a change. There's just no way that that would take. Yeah, I know. You'd have to cut the season to 120 games. Yeah, which and baseball needs a long season. You're taking gates away. 
The truth is, you're taking regional. Well, hey, look, if somebody said the thing, you're taking regional TV hours away. These regional television stations need these damn games. Yeah, and on August and September games in these big markets, when your team's in it, are they're pretty. In. They're big. They, you get good TV ratings and stuff like that. Like you said, regionally, locally. Yeah. You don't want to take those. You're games. in the local conscience. And and look in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and places like that. College football in September is not interrupting your rank your ratings. Not even, it's just yeah. not. The NFL does on Sunday, but you're smart enough not to compete with that. Like not even, not even, a, not yeah, a little no, bit, not even a little bit, none. Yeah. If you're the Diamondbacks and you're competitive in September, ASU and Arizona football is not hurting you. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. You get their easy, uh, easy to cook pouches delivered straight to your door. When you do that, it's ready in less than ten minutes. They're introducing a new flavor. Louisiana Shrimp Bowl is available for you now, including the uh, signature season, the French Quarter Alfredo, as uh, one spicy, one just uh, very well seasoned, and then your Alfredo option for that as well. Really good remarks so far on the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl. As far as it goes, again, uh, you order at least four pounds, you get those shipped for free. I'm MPW. Code MPW, you get $20 off your first order. So take advantage of that. Again, primeshrimp.com. They uh, will deliver them straight to your door and available to uh, eat less than 10 minutes. Freezer to play. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change. Your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. We announced uh, yesterday at um, rebelgrove.com that we have reached a uh, deal to do a show with uh, Ole Miss's uh, offensive lineman, Mason Brooks. That's brought to you by the Rogue. We'll have one of those shows, I think, the way the contract works, one of those in March, then one after spring, and then we'll get rolling in the football season. It's brought to you by the Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's a perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs, whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed that can accommodate you. They uh, provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall 
upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. There's a lot being offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings, from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions like they did last week down in South Florida. Very successful uh, weekend for them at Southern Traditions. If you want to learn more about them, about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers Cone. That's B-O-W-E-R-S, Cone, the number one, at gmail.com. Or uh, message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I guess also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see what's going on this week and every week here locally in Oxford and Lafayette County. The Oxford Community Market is today at the Old Armor Pavilion, 12 to 3 for that. And then uh, tonight, the Mardi Gras Parade downtown. It starts and ends at St. Peter's Episcopal Church for uh, that one. And then, as you know, there is a good bit of sporting events over the course of the week. you got a ULM tonight, 6.30. ULM tomorrow at 4 from a baseball standpoint. And then you've got... Um, Saturday at home with uh, Ole Miss softball and men's basketball that 5 o'clock for senior night for the Ole Miss Rebels against the Commodores. And then Friday, as we mentioned yesterday, first Friday, free sketch day, University Museum for that. So you can go to museum.olemiss.edu for more details, or again, go to Visit Oxford, go to the events page. That's visitoxfordms.com slash events. So, uh, see, Art Bryles has told yet Grambling State he will not be the Tigers' offensive coordinator after a uh, – Pretty good bit of fallout from that uh, that appointment, which the school, you know you have a problem on your hands when you don't put it up on the website, you don't put out a release, and you say, hey, there's a local TV station that's going to do an interview, and we're going to let them tell that story. It's probably not overly uh, If you're going to do it, do it. Embrace it. They, go, hey, they, look. They, they dipped a toe. Yeah, in, you He looked like warmed over hell. Bryles. Oh, God. Been through a lot. I mean, he looked like hell. Yep. Um, it's the second time this has happened. Um, back in 2017, he uh, a similar scenario played out, according to Pete Thamel. The uh, Tiger Cats of the Canadian Football League attempted to hire him, and then the team pulled its offer on the same day it was extended because of the amount of black backlash. So the second time that this has uh, has gone on. Since coaching at Baylor, he has spent two seasons at a, as a Texas high school coach. And then he coached another season in Italy. Um, Hugh Jackson, the head coach at Grambling, did not do a very good job either, having his foundation put out a couple really dumb statements and then, uh, and then yeah. moving on. It, it, it's a PR train wreck from start to finish as they've uh, gone through the process. Nobody in the room willing to go, hey, look, this is we're going to get attacked here. If we're going to do it, well, yeah, if you, it, you, you, you had to know you were going to get taxed. So if you decided to go that route, you've got to just batten down the hatches and give it a week and wait for the news cycle to go on to something else. Yeah, you've got to prepare yourself for that. what's coming, put out a, pro, a preemptive, proactive statement, and go, that's our statement. And we're done, and we're just going to coach. And, and we're going to gamble that other things happen to make this go away. Mm-hmm. And it would. Oh, eventually everybody moves on to something. But and it's Grambling. I mean, it's it's five minutes from Ruston, and Grambling makes Ruston look like a metropolis. Not a big place. Not good. No, it's a very small little t- town. Just let it go, but or don't do it. Well, yeah, that's my point. Is if you were going to do yeah, it, I'm you not, had to know what was coming. I'm not defending Art Bryles <laughs> at all. I'm simply saying if you are insistent on hiring Art Bryles, then do it. Or you could have avoided this by just saying, nope, 
hey, we talked about this, but we're not doing it. No one ever knew we were talking about it because we just talked about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, yeah. I don't know. Ginger makes a great point in the thread, by the way. It's too much of a commitment to follow an MLB team for an entire season. And this is the point. This is why I'm, baseball it takes for granted the people who are real Major League Baseball fans like me, you follow a team all season, and it is a long commitment. It is an emotionally draining commitment if you're really into a team and you're watching most of their games and following them. And a lot of baseball fans are the people that follow pitch by pitch the whole season. And you guys can't make fun of that because you do it in college baseball with Ole Miss. It's, but it's that times three. It's three of those seasons. And then you show this flippant disregard – for the fans, you turn them off. That's that's the risk they take. Anyway, not to get on that subject again. No, you're fine. Just, the people who are hardcore baseball fans are really passionate about it and invest a lot in it, kind of build their lives around it to some degree. An NFL season, if you're just watching the game, the number, and, and I get you're not ever going to watch every Major League Baseball game. I right. understand that. However, I mean, you're talking to somebody who has watched a bunch, listening, some kind of active participation to some extent. I mean, for an NFL season, there have been takes, seasons where I'm following pitch by pitch most of the year. A regular season takes approximately 51 hours in football of commitment. Yeah. A baseball season takes approximately 486 hours. Yeah. Different deal. Just a little quick math there. Yeah, it's I mean, easy it, to be an NFL fan, right? It's, it's easy to be a baseball fan if you just want to be a very passive, I'm going to kind of know yeah. your record and right. some trades and right. some players. and Right. But if you're just cheering for the Chiefs, they just play Sunday, man. Sunday at noon, you turn it on, by 3.15, you're on the rest of your day. You can be a big NFL fan and whatever. Like Jay and Courtney were – Big Raiders fans this year. It's fun. They play once a week, 16 times, 17 times. Your typical baseball fan, too, is obsessed with reading about the team. So you also are yeah. spending tons of times because it's the best media sport. Well, there's lots of transactions, far. and you have a minor league team. And the access. Get hurt. And yeah, the, of course. Like, it is by far the best media sport. It's yeah, not close. Not even close. And yep. it's a lot of time. Yeah. Frankly, it even translates over to fantasy, which matters because football and fantasy and betting versus baseball, sure. fantasy and betting. I, I quit fantasy baseball because I went, God, it's just too damn much. Yeah, well, I just don't. You, you have care. to get up every morning and keep up with yeah, it. Yeah, even I stopped doing it because there at the end, I, what I ended up doing was getting up on Sunday and I would figure out what days guys were off and I would just set a full week. And then as long as nobody got hurt, I, I didn't care enough to really care, but right. I wasn't trying to be the tanking guy either. So yeah. I would just set the full week on one day and go, okay, yeah. These guys are starting, and it's whatever, and it's 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 fine, and we would do that. Anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, again, got uh, coverage of um, Kentucky, Ole Miss tonight, whatever's from that, uh, baseball. <laughs> I, don't overpromise. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're planning on doing it. <laughs> Eighteen hundred words of analysis tonight from the Wildcats and the Rebels from Rupp Arena. No, um, stat by stat look at the outcome, and then uh, again baseball tonight six thirty. Hunter Elliott on the mound for the Rebels against ULM, who announced their starter too. But I don't know. I don't think he had any stats for the season. 
Been too busy studying. His name is uh, Henry Shuffler. Oh, I love that guy. Zero and zero, zero ERA, zero K, zero walks. No, he hasn't given up a hit yet. He does not appear to have given up a hit yet. It appears it might be his season debut. Hunter Elliott, uh, he also has a zero, zero ERA for the Rebels. He has struck out four and walked one in his appearances so far this uh, this season. The highly outed freshman out of uh, out of Tupelo, Rebels six and zero, moving up to number two in the country yesterday per D one Baseball dot com. A lot of uh, a lot of variance on baseball polls yesterday. Uh, I noticed. Henry's a hell of a kid. Gonna, Is he? Gonna do, oh, he's going to do great things. Henry Shuffler does sound like a studier. Yeah. I mean, he really does. You'll be able to look at him. Henry can do my taxes one day. I bet he will. Yeah. I bet he all, will. All good there. Henry yeah. will own a Major League Baseball team. Yeah. No maybe, doubt. Maybe so. Zero doubt. So, uh, rebelgrove.com, some stuff there yesterday, more today, and then, again, multiple sporting events as uh, tonight gets here for that. Happy Mardi Gras to everybody, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.